0: Come on, let's give the Lord worship today, magnify Him. Lord, we thank You, Jesus. Thank You that You're in this place. Thank You for the strength You give. Thank You for the courage You give. Thank You for breakthrough, Lord. Thank You for strength. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So thankful for His presence, that meeting with us this very first chapel, I want you to know, his presence touching you, his spirit being near you, break through your feeling. It, it, he wants you to know he's going to be with you through whatever you face. Because really the battle's not in here. The battle's out there. We come and get strengthened for the battle, but what we receive here, we got to carry with us. Don't leave when you walk past the seats and go to the stairs, don't leave it in here. Carry it with you. Because he is empowering you to live an overcoming life. There is no enemy that can defeat you. There's no one that can take away that calling God has on your life. Amen. God has empowered you and strengthened you. He is with you. He's showing you right now. He is with you. Do not doubt him when you don't feel the goosebumps out there. Don't doubt him. He is with you. He is for you. Amen and I want to live in this victory the entire semester. I want to live in this. But we all know this kind of dies out a little bit every once in a while. The uh, rubber meets the road, and you can use all the other metaphors, but uh, God is with you. Do not doubt. When circumstances say otherwise, do not doubt what he's spoken to you. Some of you have heard God speak to you today. Some of you have felt God break some things in you today. He's setting you free because he wants you to live in liberty and freedom and victory. Amen. You don't have to be defeated. You don't have to live from chapel to chapel. You can live in victory. You can live in victory. Amen. I believe that. I believe that. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for all of your goodness to us. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. The nearness of your spirit. You will never leave us or forsake us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. And I have a word of encouragement for you today. I want to talk to you. For a few minutes here today in this very first chapel. You can make your way back to your seats. Um, As you do, just want a a little heads up. uh, Please be patient with the kitchen today. They're very short-staffed. So I know there's usually a big rush right after chapel. So it might be a little bit more than normal. I think partially from sicknesses and different things. They're very short-staffed. So maybe this is your opportunity. You're looking for a You're looking for a work study on campus. This might be your opportunity. The Lord does answer prayers. Amen. So please be a little patient with them today as they um, serve you. Amen. You can be seated. In the third year of Hosea, son of Elah, king of Israel, Hezekiah, the son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. He was 25 years old when he began to reign. The Bible says he reigned 29 years, and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. He removed all the high places. He broke the pillars. He cut down the Asherah. He broke in pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had set up. You see, people tend to begin to worship Certain things that God never intended them to worship. They worship their deliverance instead of the God who delivered them. We tend to sometime... I'm not going to go that way. i got too much to cover. The Bible says he trusted in the Lord God of Israel. He held fast to the Lord. He did not depart from following after Him. And then during the fourth year of his reign... Shalmaneser, king of Assyria, came up against Samaria, the northern kingdom, and besieged it. And basically, Samaria was taken. Ten years later, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came up against all the fortified cities of Judah, the southern kingdom, where Hezekiah was king. And the Bible says king of Assyria took all those cities. Hezekiah, scrambling to keep some semblance of a kingdom, sent word to the king of Assyria and said, sorry for whatever we did to make you mad. Sorry if we wronged you. We'll do whatever you ask of us. So Sennacherib levied a heavy tax on Hezekiah and Judah. The Bible says Hezekiah gave him all the silver from the house of the Lord. All the silver from the treasuries of the king's house. Hezekiah stripped all the gold from the doors of the king's house. And from the doorposts, And he gave all the silver and all the gold to the king of Assyria. Then the king of Assyria sent messengers to Hezekiah. Messengers to come talk to King Hezekiah. Of course, Hezekiah wasn't there when they got there. Hezekiah sent his own messengers. So it was messengers talking to messengers. But one of the messengers of the kings of Assyria made this statement and said, Tell your king and ask him for us on what and in what are you trusting? Do you think that just giving us silver and gold like we asked, do you think sending us a message, do you think just words and mere strategies are enough to defeat us? What are you trusting in? Who are you trusting in? Are you trusting in Egypt? Do you think Pharaoh's going to save you? Pharaoh can't save you. In fact, whatever you're resting on in Egypt is going to crumble like a twig, like a toothpick. You can't trust them. So these messengers come. What are you trusting? Are you trusting in your own words, your own ability? Are you trusting in some other kingdom like Egypt? And then, he, then they said this to Hezekiah and to his messengers. If you even tell us that you're trusting in the Lord your God, even He can't save you. In fact, it was the Lord your God that told me to come and attack your city. It was the Lord your God that told me to come bring this evil upon you. I've talked to the Lord your God. The Lord your God's on my side. Now this was a lie. But it's exactly what the enemy does sometimes. The enemy will convince us that all the evil that's happening to us is because of the Lord your God. It's it's because you're trying to live holy. That's why you're being attacked. It's because you're trying to do the right thing. That's why all this is coming against you. God's even coming against you. The Lord your God's coming against you. I find that just fascinating that the king of Assyria would bring God into this and say God's the one that's gave him, given him permission. Well, all this is happening and Hezekiah's messengers then begin to speak up and say, hey, speak to us in Aramaic. Don't speak to us in the language of the people because all these of ours that are on the wall, they can hear you talking. I don't want them to hear what you're saying. The messenger Rabshakeh said to them, do you think the king of Assyria sent us here just to talk to you? He wants everybody to know you're doomed. He wants everybody to know you're in trouble. And so the Rabshakeh stood and called out in a loud voice in the language of Judah. Began to speak their own language and said this, hear the word of the great king. The king of Assyria, thus says the king, do not let Hezekiah deceive you, for he will not be able to deliver you out of my hand. Do not let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord by saying the Lord will surely deliver us, and this city will not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Do not listen to your king, for thus says the king of Assyria, make peace with me. The enemy is trying to tell some people today your belief that God has you and that God knows what he's doing. You're believing in a lie. Just make peace with me. They continued, do not listen to Hezekiah when he misleads you that the Lord will deliver us. Has any of the gods of the nations ever delivered his hand out of the hand of the king of Assyria? Who among all the gods of the land have delivered their lands out of my hand, says the king of Assyria. But the people were silent and answered them not a word, because the king's command was, don't answer them. Now there's sometimes we need to speak to the enemy and tell the enemy to shut up. Sometimes we need to speak to the enemy and say, get thee behind me, Satan. But there are also some other times that we just need to be quiet. Let the enemy talk. Let him jabber. Let him say what he wants to say. Let him say and and try to just let him say whatever he wants to say. Just keep quiet. Because I know in whom I believed. There's some arguments you just don't need to get in. There's some arguments you just don't need to engage in. When the enemy speaks up around you, there's sometimes you just need to have some sense about. Just don't even. Just don't even engage it. Just don't even talk to him. So the people didn't say anything because Hezekiah said, when they come, just don't say anything to them. Just just don't talk to them. So the messengers turned around and they came to Hezekiah with their clothes torn. They might not have said anything to the messengers of the king of Assyria, but they were distraught. They came to King Hezekiah with their their clothes torn, easy for me to say, and told him all that the messengers of the king of Assyria had said. And as soon as Hezekiah heard the words, the Bible says that he tore his clothes. And he covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the Lord. He didn't jump on Instagram. He didn't go to Facebook. He didn't pick up the phone and call a friend. When he heard the enemy's words reached his doorstep, Hezekiah tore his clothes, Hezekiah humbled himself, and Hezekiah went straight to the house of the Lord. And Hezekiah began to talk to God, and God began to talk to the prophet. And the prophet Isaiah said, Tell Hezekiah, Thus says the Lord, Do not be afraid because of the words you've heard, with which the servants of the king of Assyria have reviled me. Behold, I will put a spirit in him so that he shall hear a rumor and return to his own land, and I will make him fall by the sword in his own land. Hezekiah got to the house of the Lord. And Hezekiah came down to the altar during worship. And Hezekiah was encouraged. God's going to fight for me. But then Hezekiah left chapel. And Hezekiah went down to get some food somewhere. And then the enemy messengers showed up again. And said, thus shall you speak to the Hezekiah king of Judah. Do not let your God, whom you trust, deceive you. Now they're getting bold. Do not let the God, whom you have put all your trust in, he is deceiving you. He's pulled the wool over your eyes. You thought you were coming here because God had a call on your life. He's tricked you. It does matter that you don't think you can preach. It does matter that you don't think you can win a soul. It does because God's deceived you. You can't do this. You aren't a chosen generation. You aren't a royal priesthood. You aren't. Don't believe the God in whom you trust. Don't let him deceive you by promising that Jerusalem will not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. So they brought the word to Hezekiah, and Hezekiah received the letter. He received it from the hand of his messengers, and he read it. And Hezekiah picked up the phone and called his friend, crying, scared. Look, went on and posted, a, posted a, something on Facebook and said, please pray for me because the devil is after me. No, the Bible says when Hezekiah read the letter, he went to the house of the Lord and he spread it out before the Lord. He said, O Lord, the God of Israel, enthroned above the cherubim, you are the God, you alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth. You made heaven, and you made earth. Incline your ear, O God. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see and hear the words of Sennacherib. That he has sent to mock the living God. So now, O Lord our God, save us please from his hand. That all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you, O Lord, are God alone. And while, God, while Hezekiah was talking to the Lord, the Lord was once again talking to the prophet. And immediately, Isaiah, the son of Amos, sent to Hezekiah saying, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel. Some of you have been waiting for God to speak to you. Some of you have been waiting for a word for him to speak to you. Let me tell you, God's speaking to you right now. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel. Your prayer to me about Sennacherib, king of Assyria, I have heard. I've heard it. I've heard your prayer. I've seen your tears. I've heard your cry. I've heard you calling out to me. Tell this to the king of Assyria, whom have you mocked and reviled? Against whom have you raised your voice and lifted your eyes to the heights? You've done it against the Holy One of Israel. When the enemy has come against you and attacked you, he's not defying you. He's doing just like David said to Goliath. You're defying the Lord, the God of the armies of Israel. You're not defying me. I know it feels like an attack on me, but the enemy is defying the God that you serve. And let me tell you one thing. The God you serve will not put up with it very long. The God you serve will not allow that to come very long because the God you serve is holy. The God you serve is righteous. The God you serve is judge of the earth. The God you serve is king of the world. He said, tell Sennacherib, I know you're sitting down. I know you're going out. I know you're coming in. I know everything about you. You've raged against me but I will put a hook in your nose. I will put my bit in your mouth. I will turn you back on the way by which you came. You cannot stand against me. Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, he shall not come into this city. He won't even shoot an arrow there or come before it with a shield or cast up a siege, a mound against it. For I, for I will defend this city to save It, For my own sake and for the sake of my servant David, I will defend this city for my own name and because of the promise I made. I am a God who cannot lie. I am a God who tells no falsehood. There is no lie within me. I will defend this city. God's going to come to your defense. You do not have to worry. You do not have to fear. God will bring a defense for you. So why did I spend time telling 1 Kings, the story in 1 Kings chapters 18 and 19? Because many feel like this was the occasion For which one of the sons of Asaph pulled out a big pen and a piece of notebook paper and began to write these words. Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength. He is a very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way. Even when the ground beneath me is shaking, even when everything I'm standing on feels like sinking sand, I will not fear, though the mountains tremble at the swelling thereof. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. I want you to understand something. You are the vessel of the Holy Ghost. The great God lives inside of you, makes His habitation inside of you. Psalm 46, 4. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. There's a morning coming. Weeping might endure for a night. Oh, but joy comes in the morning. Some of you have been just trying to outlast the night. Let me tell you, the sun's about to rise because our God who made heaven and earth, he made his habitation within you. He's about to stand up and defend his people. Let me just finish reading Psalm 46. The nations rage. The nations rage. Assyria was raging. Lying, saying don't even believe your God's lying to you. Kingdoms totter. He utters his voice and the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord. How he's brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars to cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Remember, king told him, just don't speak. Just keep silent. Sons of Asaph wrote, just be still. And know that I'm God. don't have to engage him. Let him flap their lips. don't have to engage him. Let him speak his lies. don't have to engage him. Let him say what he wants to say. You just get to the house of the Lord. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. I want somebody here today to put their trust in the God of heaven's armies. The God of Jacob, the Lord of hosts, is our fortress. Let me finish the story real quick. I purposely stopped at the end of verse 34 where the word came to Hezekiah through Isaiah, said, I will defend this city to save it for my own sake and for the sake of my servant. And I quoted in Psalm 46 where they say, God will help her when morning dawns. 2 Kings chapter 19, verse 35, and that night after the word of the Lord came through through Isaiah to Hezekiah. That night, the angel of the Lord went out and struck down 185,000 in the camp of the Assyrians. And when the people arose early in the morning, that next morning they pulled back the drapes to look out into the new sunrise, the new day, fearing what's going to happen today. But something happened In the middle of the night, when they were unaware, and when they didn't know, and when the people arose early in the morning, behold, these were all dead bodies, surrounded by the enemy, but the enemy was dead. The Lord is not just interested in setting you free and letting your enemy run free so he can torment you the rest of your life. God is about to do a quick work and a full work. When you get up and look out the window, your enemy will be no longer. It may be not with me right now. I know you feel like you're in the night, but a lot can happen overnight. A lot can happen in the wee hours of the morning uh, when you're wrestling with that fear, uh, when you're struggling with that torment, when anxiety's overwhelming you. Let me tell you, there's a lot that can happen overnight. There's a lot going on right now. In your situation, you just can't see. There's a prophet who's heard the word of God. There's a king who's standing firm on the promises of God. There's an army from heaven fighting on your behalf. And I guarantee when morning finally dawns, you're going to be free. You're going to be free. And he that the sun sets free is free in deed I rebuke every lie of the enemy. I rebuke every lie of the king of Assyria. I don't care what he says, you can trust in the Lord your God. I don't care what the enemy's telling you. You can stand firm on the God in whom you serve. I don't care what the enemy's trying to convince you of. You are where you're called to be. God has his hand on you. God knows what he's doing. God will never forsake you. He is with you. There's some war happening in the night. There's some swords being swung in the night. But it's angels. It's God's army fighting on your behalf. Just hold on to dawn. Just hold on to morning. Come on, somebody call on the Lord right now.